0: Ortiz hits it deep in foul left center field It's back
1: and it's very good A two-run walk-off home run for David Ortiz on the Pierce the he is Frank Erickson's face Came up by for there Swung along by Subain Canceled
0: out by McQuaid Taken to the outside and let on the back down Play it Late clock is five pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal.
2: The Boston Power Hour. What's going on, Ride the Way Nation? I'm Jake Seymour, and I'm joined as always with Kaden Bodak and Madison's Lane. But today we have a special guest coming back. is GRD, Green Run Deep. GRD, how we doing? We good. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Doing good. Great. Great. Guys, we got a bunch of topics to go through to in this episode, but first we got to start with GRD. D. G O D, you've had this amazing Celtics page over the last what? That's be five years now, right? And it's been a, it's been a while. I mean, I've been following you since like middle school, and I'm you know going to be a senior in high school next week, so I know you've been around the block for a long time. So, how did this whole page start?
1: First things first, I look at myself as a mentor, and I look at myself as I saw young fans and. It was fans in Boston, fans around the globe that weren't able to go to games and stuff. And my page originally started out, I was showing people what it was like to go to every single Celtics game. And I did this during the season where they were uh, tanking. This was when the Celtics were terrible. All my friends that are season ticket holders canceled all their season tickets. And I capitalized instead. I chose to go to every game. I used to go sneak into the buffet places in the garden and show people, flex on people when I used to pay, like, $30 a ticket. I don't know. I used to think it was fun. And then I just posted stupid videos on Instagram little by little. And it caught on. I started posting, like, memes and stuff, acting stupid. And it kind of just, like, little by little, that mixed with, like, a little bit of comedy, I think it, like, caught on.
3: So how did you get started with uh, season tickets? I I remember, I don't know if this was sarcasm or not, but like a couple, maybe last year you made a post and it was like, I told my teacher I wanted to be a Celtic season ticket holder when I grew up. Like, is that true? Were you always, <laughs> did you always have your so, sights set
1: on that? So when I, we were in, me and uh, my friends were all in high school. We used to go in um we camped out overnight before the Celtics tickets went on sale for the season because we couldn't afford season tickets. And basically, when you, got, when you slept outside at the garden at the ticket box office, you would have the option to buy every single game of the season for $10 each ticket. So what? me and all my friends used to buy two tickets to every single game. So in my head, I've been a season ticket holder since I, since I first had a, my own money. Since I was 16, we were doing that. Wow. So, so they had that I,
3: and season tickets? No, I didn't have
1: my own season tickets at that point. No, those, I, those didn't count as season tickets? Like, for them, you know, they because, had another option, too? Because that's just, that's just a box office special. Like, oh, let's reward these fans. They have the cheap seats. They were, like, the worst seats in the, in the garden. Like, probably row 14, 15 in the corner. Like, behind the two baskets. But for us... It was a ticket in there, and we didn't have to risk getting arrested sneaking in like we used to do in the past when we didn't have money. But, um, yeah, like, we just jumped on those tickets. Little by little, we, like, we would start paying homeless guys to stand in line for us. Then all of a sudden, instead of having two tickets to every game, there was one season where I had 40 tickets to every single home game. And basically, me and Babs, me and Babs, fat ass, used to post on Craigslist we probably made between, like, I would say, like, twenty five to $30,000 profit doing that shit. Jesus. And we used that money to reinvest it and buy more tickets, do more stupid shit. And that was, like, our little kid stuff that we did. And after high school, I was able to purchase my own season tickets. And I started upstairs in the balcony, 321 row 9. And now I'm, like... Lane, you know where we're at now. (laughs) Right behind the net, row two. Yeah. Started from the top. Now we're at the bottom. Some of the best
3: (laughs) seats I've ever sat at in the garden. Will you you stay there, you think? Or do you think uh, you'll eventually move to, like, center court?
1: I mean, I don't know about – I mean, I'm on the wait list. I would like to get courtside tickets. That would be nice. Um, Damn. Lane, what would you say the GRD game day experience? What do you think about it? We had fun at that game, it was one
0: of the best experiences that I ever had. You know, I'm not a huge obviously Celtics fan or basketball fan, but I'll say like I've definitely it's grown on me since I've been to the games with you. Um, you know, just to see someone who's an exciting fan like yourself really bring that experience to someone like me who's just a sports fan in general. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun and the Celtics definitely have grown on me and, uh, I do enjoy going to games. So, bro,
1: it's like, it's like such a stupid thing in my head. Like once I sit in my seats that are down low, it kind of ruins <laughs> the whole entire experience because every time I sit in like maybe seats, 10 rows back, I feel like I'm out of the action. Whereas my seats now, I feel like I could yell at the players. They could hear me. My my seats used to be behind Wick Grossbeck, and this guy used to tell us to be quiet and stuff, the owner of the Celtics. Yeah. And yeah. hey
3: Lucky's usually right there, too, which is crazy. I might trip his ass. <laughs> Have you ever had any like interactions with players since you're so
1: close? Like yelling at them and they yell back? Or... Um, I told Dwight Howard last year that uh, I like girls without dicks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I remember the one, um, the Jimmy Butler one. It was like, "Jimmy, you're gonna look good in green next year." And he gave you like that little smile. Damn, I, that I was one. That wrong was a, about that though. That was a cool one. So those players, though, some of them can be uh, real chill. Those are kind of like uh, really tense up. I mean, like LeBron. I remember seeing LeBron. I put my hand out, and he just stopped and just looked at me and walked away. I was like, "All right, cool. Like, thanks." But uh, I mean,
1: it is what it is. Like, I don't like to openly disrespect players and like talk shit to them. I like to say, like, funny things because I follow a lot of the players on social media. I know, like, funny jabs at players that yeah. won't, like, ruin their day. It might make them laugh. Like, that's that's my goal. I'm not there to, like, say, yeah, I don't like the seventy sixes, but I'm not there to tell and be, like, hey, fucking, like, some racist shit or some you suck at basketball. I don't. I'm, I could care less about that. I'd rather, like, do something, like, silly rather than, like, hate. These days, you know. What if well, it was Kyrie? If it was Kyrie, bro, I would just tell that guy he don't want that Boston smoke. Like, that's basically how I look at Kyrie's situation. Like, I look at him like he's kind of a coward. Like, he puts his tail in between his legs. He definitely his favorite position. He probably rather like be on the bottom and letting the girl do the work <laughs> for sure. Because that dude does not know how to be a dominant. Force, I'd say.
2: So, uh, your page has always been like this, making memes and stuff. Um, I mean, I know you've uh, influenced a lot of that stuff because I'll just be walking in the hall at school and I'll hear someone, you know, so it'd be Celtics game day. I'm like, someone will just say, "Oh, it's Boston Celtics game day," with another tongue thing happens, like you always do. So, but your always page has too. always been about that. Someone that you know, I always like because I mean, I'm scrolling through stories and people posting whatever, and then you get to God's store and there's always something good on there, whether it's Celtics game day or. I remember, like when Horford left, you like I think you posted a video of someone pissing on his jersey, but that was (laughs) something that made me
0: chuckle.
1: I remember that. I mean, the cool part about my page is I feel like you could literally go into every single day life and relate something back to the Boston Celtics or back to basketball. Like I've transformed. Like remember when that movie was coming out on Netflix, Bird Box, when you had to wear the fucking the towel yeah. over your face, you couldn't yeah. go out. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just make a meme like that and put it over your face. Me, when I go watch the Celtics go face the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, you know what I mean? Like, stupid memes, that one wasn't even funny. But I just used to, like, relate every single thing I did back to Celtics and just post it on my account. And there's hoop heads out there that eat it up because they relate things the same way as people like I do, you know?
3: Jake mentioned um, people knowing your account in his school. I, I have the, the same experience uh, at my school. My school's obviously a, a, a lot smaller than Jake's. But um, ex- even when they go to games, they, like, see you and stuff. And they're like, oh, I saw GRD, whatever. And um, you, so, like, Silver Bullet, he paints his face. You know, he's pretty recognizable. But you have 60,000, 60-something thousand on Instagram. And you kind of are just like a regular fan. You don't have any, like, you don't dress up and fans still know who who you are and still recognize you. How's that at games? Do you kind of got to watch yourself
1: or like do you just kind of be mean, you? I mean, so that's what it that's what comes back to you like you always have to be careful about what you post on the internet because yeah, there are negative people out there like for me, everything I post on the internet is a joke, but everybody else doesn't take it in as that sometimes and I've gotten into conflicts but very few people have come up to me in a negative way like most like i would say 99.9 percent of the people that i've met have been positive people like just laughing about like silly shit that i've done um too for you guys to say that shit about your schools like that shit is like a cool feeling um i've been to like my little cousin's like central catholic football game and like the whole other team that they were playing, like, stopped and they were like, what the hell, this guy GRD's at their game and so, stuff. So, like, there's been, like, cool moments like that. I never thought, like, just doing stupid shit on Instagram would translate into that. But, like, I'll go to a mall in Boston and get, like, stopped by people or people take pictures of me and then send them to me. It's kind of silly. Yeah. I mean, when I went to the games with you, that's what
0: happened. They'd stop, say hi, take a picture with you, talk for a little minute, and then move on. But that was most of the people that recognized you at the Garden.
1: I didn't answer Caden's question. Like, I don't want to go to the game and dress up. Like, I don't hate on people that wear costumes or face paint to the game. But me, I'm kind of, like, too self-conscious for that. I like to wear something, like, that I like to wear every single game. I don't know. I can't but you're still recognizable though people still recognize you
3: do you do you not do you wish people didn't go up to you all the time and you just kind of got to enjoy the game
1: it's actually funny like you could look at that both sides like i could just st- sit in my seat but sometimes i do like to walk around and i like to link up with friends and stuff but like every year i do go to a game and i like i wear like a really low sitting hat and like i don't look like myself and i try to see if like people recognize me and, like, I'll post about it on Instagram and stuff, and, like, people will come up to me still. It's kind of funny, like, just to joke around.
2: I mean, yeah, I know, you know, your page is very influential, and a lot of people love doing it. So, you know, you're doing something good on Instagram, which is uh, always cool to see, a, you know, big fan page like that, have a big influence on a sports team. Um, you know, we got to get back into basketball now. Basketball's coming back. So Wait, hold up,
3: years. hold up, hold up. That was a really good transition, but – I have one more question before we move on to the topic. Um, GR, do you chew five, the five green gum before every game? <laughs> um, and
1: why five?
3: <laughs> what has five done that? Like, why not extra? Why not orbit? Why not Trident? Why five?
1: So to be honest, five, I kind of look at that as the most luxury gum because it's the most expensive. Uh, I don't he, know why you know, I chose five. I know why he, he, he chooses
0: five gum. Because the wrapper tastes better.
1: Oh, yeah. This guy eats (laughs) Now, to be honest, any kind of gum that's green, I'll eat it on game day. But if you come with some juicy fruit, I might slap the shit out of you later. (laughs) Some people try to be funny out there bringing Big Red when we're playing the Raptors. I'll burn your house down.
2: (laughs) That's something like the green gum. I remember... um... You always post my story with someone be like, oh, go grab me a pack of gum, and then they'll come back with a non-green gum on a game day, and you'll be like, what the hell is this?
1: <laughs> we don't play that, Jake.
2: But uh, going back to uh, NBA basketball, coming back July 31st, so obviously we're coming back. Um, Celtics, they're in the mix. Um, very possible they could get that second seed, because the Raptors have a very tough schedule. I believe they face Milwaukee, LA, uh, Boston, I think a couple times, and uh, Philly, I think, too, so... GRD, What are the Celtics' chances to not only get in the second seed, but winning the whole thing?
1: Um, first things first, I don't care what seed they have because I feel like the home court bullshit is thrown way out the window. Yeah. Um, hard schedule this. That I don't. I don't think anybody can really tell the schedules, bro. I feel like once this season restarts, I feel like the whole league is up in arms. Nobody knows who the favorite is. Like, it's all gonna be on what players rise to the occasion like will a guy like Jason Tatum take that next leap that he's already taken this year to another one when the playoffs start I don't think these like these regular season games that they're gonna play are gonna be like like they're not gonna really try to win every single game I feel like I feel like it's gonna be more of like experimenting with rotations like maybe like skimming down and getting your best, like, seven players out there for way more time than they they were out there for before. But when, when it goes down to the playoffs, bro, it is what it is. It's going to be the youngest team with the most experience, which is the Boston Celtics at the end, and I don't know who they're going to face out west. That's going to be a tough matchup. But there's no way that Giannis and this other clown, what's his name, Middleton? i going to hold plan. up through this playoffs. There's no way the Boston Celtics are coming out of the East.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember Jalen Rowe, he came out and said it's kind of like a playground game. And if he has to pick anyone, he's picking the Celtics because they have everything that checks off on a playground game. So um, I think the Celtics could make it to the finals this year. But also, I want to phrase it like this, though. I'm a little upset. This is how it has to happen. Like, the first time we're going to get to the finals is all this. And it kind of put like a little asterisk next to what I feel like, which kind of sucks. But. I think the Celtics have a good shot at going to the finals, but I don't think they're going to win it. I think – I've said this since day one. I think the Clippers are going to win it. They have a really good bench. They have a good coach. Kawhi Leonard's a beast in the playoffs as always. That's not going to change with this. So, I had the Clippers going all the way still, but I think it would be cool to see a Lakers-Celtics. I would not be opposed to that at all.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: I feel like the Lakers are
1: going to die out, dude.
2: I think they will too. They can't match the Clippers. Clippers have a really good bench. They have everything. They
0: check off every box. Yeah, I, go ahead. I agree ahead. with GRG. Um, you know, home field, home court is out out of the picture because there's no fans, and you're playing all on the same court. So it's it's really just um, any team for itself. And like like GRD said, I think the teams that um, during those what is it eight games they play for the rest of their schedule. That's like Mm -hmm. testing the waters. All it is is going to be, you know, let's get the team back together. Let's see how we uh, run formations and and how we uh, feel, you know, getting back and playing basketball for the first time in three months. Does
1: Taco Fall play in a playoff game this year?
2: Yeah. I think it depends. That would be amazing. I think it depends. (laughs) if They're up by, like, 20, 30, 40. Like, it depends.
1: I feel like even still, he wouldn't because there's no fans there. There's no two fat asses in taco suits there to encourage it. So I feel like <laughs> he will We'll see. I
2: feel like anything could happen. He's practicing
0: because... his three-point shot. Did yeah, you it was, see that? What did uh, yeah.
2: Ainge say? It was like Tatum, ta- Taco Tatum, I think. That's what he yep, said. Yep. I mean, Tago could do anything. I mean, I really hope he makes it in the playoffs, but I don't even know if he'll make that roster. Like, let's just start there. Like, does he even make that roster? But let's all talk about that roster for a second. The Celtics could go out and sign a couple of guys if they wanted to. Do we think the Celtics go out and make any moves, maybe bring in maybe Isaiah Thomas back, Jamal Crawford, like some of those guys?
3: No, there's, a reason, there's, there's a reason why they're still free agents and nobody's, ever picked, and nobody's picked them up yet. So they're not going to pick them up for the playoffs. You're not going to see that. Nothing Especially cool. with this long layoff of players not playing, you it's just these teams don't have a lot of chemistry. Now you're bringing in a whole guy who needs to learn the system, it's not gonna work.
2: Yeah, I don't think it happens either. But Instagram's blown up about the possibility of Isaiah Thomas coming back. And don't get me wrong, I love Isaiah, but let's just be honest Isaiah will never wear green again. Like his time happened, it sucks, you know, it sucks how it ended, but that's the truth. He went from an MVP candidate to a free agent that doesn't have a job, which sucks, but. I mean that's just how the I guess that's how the cookie crumbled I guess. But uh, talking about the playoffs again, we got Kyrie Irving, former Celtics point guard. It's pretty funny. Go from Isaiah Thomas to Kyrie Irving. Um, so he came out. And he said some uh, stuff about the playoffs. He said that he didn't want to participate because he didn't su- support systematic racism. Um, I know a lot of players have come out and said like we can you know we can use basketball to support the BLM movement. So I want to hear you guys' take on that. Like is Kyrie in the right? Is he do you agree with the players that oppose him?
1: I mean, I feel like it's a very ignorant statement for me to say, like, Kyrie's fucking stupid. So I'm not going to say that. But I feel like, yeah, there is a different way that he could go about this. I feel like he should play. And I feel like if his team had Kevin Durant and they were looking at the playoffs, like, they might have a chance. Example, if this was next year, I feel like he would not even be bringing this up. But that's just my ignorant take.
3: No, I mean, I think this is all kind of, he, he's, I think Kyrie's in the wrong here. Um, first, he's trying to, these guys need to play to get paid, but Kyrie doesn't. So he's not even going to play anyways because he's hurt and he, he's still going to get paid. And if these guys don't, other guys don't play, they're not going to get paid. So that's why I think they are going to play anyways. Um, the other thing is he talks about like wanting to spread the message of like the Black Lives Matter thing. And he said he'd give up everything for basketball. With, but, like, there's no sports going on. And you can wear a, a I Can't Breathe t-shirt warm-ups. You can talk about it at press conferences. You can wear hats. You can you could spread awareness, like, no tomorrow. Because everybody's going to be glued to their TV because they haven't had sports for four months. So this is a great platform for him. And I don't know why he doesn't understand that.
2: I mean, here's my take on it. I think uh, Kyrie Irving... We know he has some pretty crazy takes, from the flat Earth to, um, you know, just his time in Boston. I mean, I'll be honest, like it's the truth. And you know, if if this is what he thinks is best, I mean, cool. I mean, go with it, I guess. But that being said, too, is you gotta think, if you go to the NBA, the entire media spotlight is on you. You're the you're the second biggest sport behind the NFL in America. So if you go there, you have you know the NBA people forget they created the tunnel, the tunnel entrance. You wear whatever you want. I mean, Westbrook, he makes headlines almost every night with what he wears, you know? So you could have true. going like that, like Caden said, you know, wear like an I Can't Breathe t-shirt or Justice for George Floyd, like whatever you want to wear. Going in and going to the press conferences, do that, support yourself. And then on top of that, you know, the spotlight's right on you. So you have this whole platform to talk about. And um, I don't I don't get it. I know Austin Rivers was someone that was very vocal about it. He, I think he took to Instagram yesterday and just said, like, I don't support it because like we can use this whole media outlet from the NBA to go on and talk about it and continue to bring justice uh for George Floyd that was his take um i mean i don't know Kyrie Kyrie just i don't know if it's like what goes through his head sometimes because and I don't mean to say that like in an ignorant way but like some of the ways how he thinks about stuff it's like why would you like why is that better than the alternative you know what i mean like he
1: tries to be too woke i think
2: he tries yeah. to be it's like he tries to do too much of good at once. I don't know.
3: The other but- thing, the other thing about that meeting that he had, the the whole eighty team player meeting. Uh, there's nine. There's, I think, na- yeah, nine players on the council, like the ML- M- MBAPA council thing. Kyrie's one of them, but one of the guys are, is also Jalen Brown, and Jalen Brown wasn't in that call that Kyrie put out. So not everybody's behind him. And the other thing with like the whole systematic racism, and he said something about, like, the white owners using using them or something. I don't understand that either because if the white owners were using you, they wouldn't be paying you millions of dollars to play a child's game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I respect his decision. Like, whatever he wants to do, that's cool. Um, like, if you don't want to do it, don't go. But there are plenty of other people that want to go to Orlando. They want to play. So, I mean, don't – you know, he's kind of – feel like he's speaking for everyone, and he sh- shouldn't be. There's a lot yeah, of he
0: opinions, needs to, he, he needs to just speak for himself. But I mean, it's his opinion, Then it's his opinion. I respect that. But you know, like you said, Jake, there's other people that don't, and they want to play, so they have the right to their own opinion as well. And if they want to play, then they can play.
2: Yeah, so a lot of stuff going on in the NBA. NBA basketball looks like it's finally coming back. Looks like a month and a half today's June 14th, so only cracking up to uh, you know, when the NBA comes back. GRD, I'm a, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, I know you're just as excited as I am, if not more, for Celtics basketball to be back. So uh, Thanks for coming on, GRD.
1: <laughs> Alright, guys. Have a good day. Take care. Thank you guys for having me on. I'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers,
2: right, So that was GRD. I mean, I know GRD, he's just as excited for basketball. I mean, that guy lives and breathes Celtics basketball. So, be awesome with Celtics basketball. I'm pretty
0: sure he bleeds green. green. There's <laughs> no way he does
2: bleed He's like a little leprechaun. But um, moving on to our next topic. These are uh, not basketball related, but going to the MLB. Okay, can we just talk about how much of a joke the MLB draft is? Like that's an oh, absolute So like, you
3: so you put that out there, right? You, you we have the text chat. You know, we text and come up with the the topic <laughs> for the week, and you said the MLB is a joke, and I was you know coming. No, I said the MLB draft. All right, yeah, okay, MLB no, draft, MLB, same
2: thing. So. the MLB draft.
3: Like, that's okay. Straight. The so draft I, was is a joke. From, I was coming home from golf yesterday and I read it and I'm trying to think like, what, what is a joke about the MLB draft? Like, what do you mean by that? What, what do you not, what do you think? Is right. a joke so about?
0: this is why, this is why it's a joke. Okay. You have the draft guys that you, a lot of these guys are 15, 16, you know, in high school still, some of them are down in um, Dominican and, and other places as well. And these players, one, still have to finish high school. Some of them, I'm not saying all of them, some of them have to finish high school. Then they're going to go off to college. And who knows how good they're going to be. They might suck. And then they don't even play. A lot of these players literally won't even make it to the MLB. So it's like, oh, we picked up this second base from ASU. And it's like, but then he never makes it to the majors. So it's like these guys that you drafted – if you do see them actually come up to your team they won't be at your team for at least five six years so i just i I don't i don't think that i don't take the mlb draft literally or i don't take it as serious as something like the nfl draft which you know the first round players all play right away usually um you know the nba draft the um Hockey draft. I, I those drafts are more serious than the MLB. I think the MLB draft is last in, in all four sports.
3: See, Lane, I get like your whole take about the high school and stuff, but um, couldn't you say the same thing about the NHL draft? You know, we saw um, Jac- uh Jacob Forsbacka Carlson. He he didn't come up. He got drafted, and he was in the um, AHL for like two to three years. You know, and and he bounced he bounced around a little bit. Um, to the black and gold, but um, you couldn't. You say the same thing. It takes a couple of years for him to I, develop. And I would say, hockey. You know, football. The football draft is obviously the most serious to me.
0: Football and basketball. Um, I look at hockey. It's. I would say it's in between where baseball and and basketball and football is. Um, I think a lot of those players at least go to the AHL and then they can go up from there or bet. Where baseball, it's like these guys are in high school or in college, haven't finished, you know, that so I think there's a lot of players that you draft and it's like you won't see these guys at all for five years. You might not even see them, period. Where at least hockey usually eventually you see them. Um
3: Yeah, there was a there was a person that that I know or like my dad where we my dad was good friends with a family in um he got drafted, like, his junior year of high school and then didn't go, then went to, then went to, graduated early, went to South Carolina, was a quarterback for South Carolina and played baseball, then transferred to Cal. Like, he doesn't even play baseball, or he, he plays baseball, but he's still, like, he didn't go to the league because he wanted to finish out school.
2: This is my whole thing with baseball. I mean, it's cool like and I support everyone that's in the minor league system trying to work your way up because yeah. I mean, I know how hard it is. I've talked to people and like they tell me it, like the hardest thing ever is to play minor league baseball. It's awful. But with that being said, I mean, I'm sorry, but I go to the Lowell Spinners and a lot of those guys they're not going to make it up there, which sucks because it, you know, that's like their dream and they're so close but they're going to fall up short. You know, that can go for any minor league team, you know. It's just how baseball is because there's so many people trying to go for it and there's so little spots, I feel like. And um, just a draft, like when I say it's a joke, like when I watch the NBA and NFL draft, like perfect example this year with the NBA. Literally, look at the Pelicans. I know they made the trade for Anthony Davis, but look at how good they are with Zion. Another example, Grizzlies with John Morant. Like who the hell saw John Morant breaking out this year and carrying the Grizzlies to a playoff spot? I certainly didn't. So I look at it like that, and I'm like, you know, the NBA, the NBA draft and the NFL draft, like that can turn a team around. You know, look at the, um, the Bengals. They just got Joe Burrow. Like that could literally turn around that entire franchise and start, you know, to win games and get, maybe even make a Super Bowl appearance down the but line. Jake, but Jake,
3: but, the, there's, there's seven rounds in NFL. I mean, I, I do agree. The NFL is the most like important, so to speak, like the players have the most immediate impact because that's because college kind of is the minors here. And, but there's, a lot of players like in the sixth and seventh round who get drafted who get cut in training camp, like they yeah, don't even make it. I'm games. just
2: talking first round. Like, I just brought up two players from uh, the NFL and NBA from uh, the first round. I even, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the later rounds. Again, like, the oh. NBA only has two rounds in the draft. But I think- going back real quick to the NBA, um, look at guys. We can go back to like the 90s when you had guys like KG and Kobe, they came out of high school. And they literally turn around franchises. I know Kobe had Shaq. But look at KG. KG was basically his show. I think Stephen Marbury was on the team back in the 90s. And he was an MVP candidate and won
0: MVP by 2003. He's in the league for like not even 10 years. Well, what's crazy is like the Red Sox draft. Let's say they draft, you know, a guy this year. They could draft. They could have five more drafts before you even see that guy actually even play. If you ever see him play, that's crazy to me. To Sit there and wa- why would you want to watch a draft and go? Okay, we picked up Joe Schmo, and then all of a sudden you've watched five more drafts five years later, and they got and Joe Schmo's never played. I don't, I just, I don't think, I don't find that entertaining. No one sits there and goes, "Hey guys, let's all get together." The baseball draft's coming on. No one does that. You do that for the NFL draft. You do that for the NBA draft. Hockey probably not either, but it's a little more meaningful in baseball. Baseball, no one watches the baseball draft. So this is my question to guys, there. too.
2: I just want to. Spend huh? the I
0: I've watched a lot of interviews with like a lot of the um,
2: nationally televised guys. Like for example it was Colin uh, Howard. He was on, um, Felger and Mass for the Super Bowl week, and uh, he was talking about how it's really hard to talk about the NHL and MLB nationally because they're just so dead sometimes. I mean, NHL is easy to do in the playoffs, but MLB is really hard to talk about unless if it's like Game Seven of the World Series nationally. So, I have a question for you guys. Since they don't get talked about a lot. Does that ruin the draft? Like, does it ruin the hype of the draft?
3: Because the, was, the draft?
2: NBA, NFL, they get talked about a lot, and they're these huge things in the top two sports industries in the country. And the draft is like so hyped up, and everyone wants to watch the draft.
0: No, what the ruins thing. the what ruins the draft is the fact that the NFL and NBA, the draft is impactful right away with players. That makes that makes the draft meaningful. I think with hockey and MLB, MLB especially, the players, like I said, they they could never play or play five, six years from now. So why am I going to want to watch the draft where it's not impactful right away?
3: I think it's not impactful for – or I think it's not a major thing for most people because there's like 3,000 rounds in it. I think it was more – it's more of a thing this year, one, because of – um, whole coronavirus and no sports, but the other thing I was kind of more interested in, and I kind of tracked it a little bit, was because there's only like five rounds, so it was way easier to follow. And um, but the other thing is we're Red Sox fans, right? So if you're a Tigers fan, you had the first the first overall pick, I believe, like in the last two years, right? So you they drafted Casey Mize uh, last year, and then this the pitcher from Auburn, and then this guy. Um, first baseman, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, out of ASU. And they said this guy's going to be, like, a media up in the majors. So I think, like, if, we're a, if we are were fans of, like, the Detroit Tigers, the draft would be a lot bigger than bigger for us. Like, think about in the NFL. How many times were you, like, the guy got drafted for, for the Patriots, and you were like, who? Like, who is this guy? Well, but if you were a Browns fan, you'd be like, hell yeah, we got, like, Miles Garrett, we got May- Baker Mayfield.
0: Well, you know, you know what makes it um, less meaningful too is how many people actually watch college football and college basketball? A lot. And you know the players. You usually know the big names, um, especially on the big teams and stuff like that. Who watches college baseball and really follows and knows all these guys' names and how well they play and you know how many home runs they hit that year, unless you see the stat lines. So you sit there, even if you had the first draft pick every year, You'd sit there and go, oh, yeah, we drafted who? Who's this guy? Most of the time, you don't even know who they are. Unless you watch college baseball itself every year and you watch um, high school baseball, because some of these players are high school players, you, you, you can't get excited for someone you don't know or someone you haven't watched sort of play the game for three four years you know what I mean yeah I'm not uh, saying the college basketball and football they do play for three or four years but at least you've seen them play the game and so I think that brings more of an attraction to the draft
3: yeah I mean and it depends it's all money too because if you think about it the NBA and MO are uh, NBA and NFL are definitely bigger sports um more popular and obviously would bring in more money and nobody like Nobody's watching uh, teenage European basketball. So before this, nobody really followed Luka Doncic. I mean, they knew he was a good player because of the media attention, but nobody was, you know, paying for overseas TV to watch Real Madrid play basketball. And um, that's the reason why, because of this whole hyped-up stuff and the amount of media attention these leagues get, that these overseas guys get so much attention, too. I think we got to... Count for that the other thing jake you said about the value of like a first round pick right um and the chances these guys make and you said you know it takes a lot a lot of while for these guys to make it and a lot of them don't well i just looked up here and about 75 percent of first round draft picks reach the majors so i mean it's it's still there they still got a pretty good shot i mean i think you could say the same thing like yeah uh a first round pick like there's no guarantee that that guy is going to make it and what's the what's the difference for him if he's out in a year anyway and only played two games it's kind of the same same deal he didn't have an impact on the team
2: yeah but one, the, uh, how long do those players take to get up there i'm talking about you know yeah. for example look at the players that have are got drafted from the nfl or nba and made an immediate impact to their team I'll bring up another example. We can talk about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Celtics picked up both of those guys third overall, and where are they at? Another one you pick, you gonna get the Sixers. They picked up Ben Simmons. Also, they had Joel Embiid, but you know he was kind of hurt in that first season they were together. It wasn't really a you know a good fit really, but they still did good. They had Ben Simmons, so those guys made immediate impacts to the teams. And you know we can go back even further. Um, uh, De'Aaron De- De- Fox with the, the Kings. Obviously, you know they haven't really made the playoffs because they suck, but. You know, they've gotten progressively better, and he's turned into a good player. Those guys make an immediate impact to the team. Those MLB guys, okay, fine. 75% they make it, right? So the odds are kind of against you. But to even look at it like that, how long did it take them to make an
0: impact? It, took, it had to take it's at least five years. It's not even, I don't even think it's just the length of, and, and not knowing the players and watching them really play the game. I also think the fact is some of these guys, they play dual sports, like we mentioned before. And you know, you look at like players like, um, what's the guy down in Cal um, Murray, right? He played baseball. He got drafted from I I forget which team Both. drafted him. Was it the A's? Yeah. And he goes and plays football. So it's like here, here you are. You drafted this guy who's amazing at baseball, and he goes and plays football.
3: And you wasted your like, ninth overall pick on him too. It
0: wasn't like so. A- yeah, you draft these. So he, there's another first rounder. It gets drafted, get all excited, and then the guy doesn't even play the sport. So and it's that, like, I think that's a huge turnoff.
2: Yeah. And There's nothing to cut you off, game. I just want to add to Lane's point with a guy like Kyle Murray. Like those guys, it's always such a gray area to me in the MLB draft because um, Nick Yorker, the guy that Sox picked up, 17th overall, he's committed to ASU, I'm assuming Arizona. I think, what is it, University of Arizona. The, I don't know, the one Gronk went to. Um, he's committed there. So now, does he? If he goes to Arizona, does um, do, do the Sox still have rights to him? Does he have to re-enter the draft? Like, I don't understand how that. He can, it's such he a can great... re-enter the draft, I think. Okay, so now the Sox just wasted a pick. So they just <laughs> wasted <laughs> a pick on that guy. You know it's what I mean? Stupid. Like th- those rules itself. Like if you if you love baseball and you like watching the draft, that's cool, and that makes it not a joke. But those rules exactly like that just make the whole draft such a joke. Because I can literally wait, like. I can waste the first overall pick on somebody just to have them say, No, I'm going to college. No, he's not That's not right at all.
3: That's that not guy it. they drafted, you're not gonna see first rounders doing that because they get the amount of money they get, they won't go back to school. That I mean, that kid probably thinks he the chances of him getting drafted that high in the first round again, you know, you pretty much get drafted in the top half of the first round. You're making a shit ton of money just on signing bonuses alone.
2: Yeah, but there's such a that huge if possibility, like, he could go to college and not play for us ever, and had, and we might just lose a pick. Why would you do that? Like, that's the stuff where I'm like, that makes no sense to me. And going back to Kyler Murray, the ninth overall pick for the A's, that's huge. The ninth overall pick and their waste, and I put waste in quotes because, you know, they didn't pick so him. but <laughs> That was in the it NFL. He's not playing for you guys. Hell, he's not even playing in the same state and football. So it's like, I don't know. That Those little rules where it's like, yeah, if you get drafted, you don't have to go. Like, that doesn't happen in the NBA. If the NBA, you can be drafted, not put on the team, but
3: you have to be signed to a contract. You can't. It's not up to you to say, yeah, I don't want to come. Yeah, the, well, the other thing is, like, the game has changed so much just, like, physically that we don't see the guys like Bo Jackson. That guy, he played for the Raiders, and then he didn't do any spring, spring ball or anything like that and just went on to the Royals. Like, you, these guys can't do it anymore, so that's why you see – a lot of these dual athletes. Like, if this was back thirty years ago, Kyler Murray would play for the A's and the Cardinals. Hundred percent. Yeah, he would have made more money problem. with baseball, which is crazy. Yeah, he would have made a lot more money with baseball. Well, it comes down to too. Like, are you going
2: to be uh, happy? I guess too. I mean, you can't put a price on that. I mean, he's playing football and playing baseball. I'm sorry. Like, I like baseball, but I am not passing up an NFL job to go to go try and get an MLB spot. Well, that's, well, that's early, he, like, come he, on.
3: That's why he. I, I think that's why he um,
2: chose the NFL. I mean, you can go to the MLB, and if you're a top player, like a Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and you get paid that, what did Mike Trout get? He got like, or Bryce Hubbard, he just signed. It was like 450 over 12 years. Can you imagine? 460, 450 over 12 years. That's I don't insane. think it was
3: that high. I thought it was. It was, four, it was 420, I think. Okay, 420, I'm sorry. So
2: 420 over 12 years. Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine.
3: But I mean, baseball pays the most out of all the yeah, sports. Yeah, because there's, no, there's no salary. But yet. also,
2: look at Bryce Harper, and he's just a complete meathead and just has a hothead. And, you know, so would you rather get paid that much and be – I mean, I don't know. I think he's miserable because of his actions. I can speak louder than the words. Or would you rather be like Kyler Murray and go do something that you like?
3: And I think one of the reasons why Kyler Murray chose football was because even though he was such a high draft pick, he still had to go in the mi- minors. And that's like a thing – he could play right away for football and that's what he didn't want to do with baseball. Cause that's what he couldn't do. So that's why he didn't pick baseball.
2: I don't know. To make a long story short, the MLB draft is just a complete joke. In my opinion, <laughs> um, I agree. just all those gray spots and all those little rules. It just makes it like, why am I watching this? Why am I even reporting about it? Um, but going on to our next topic, uh, it's been reported that somebody on the Bruins actually got COVID-19. Uh, you know, what do we think about this? Like, is this going to impact the NHL and how they come back? Like, do they not come back?
0: It, um, it, I believe he's clear now, right? He's, he doesn't have it anymore. Okay. So I'm, when did he have it? That's my question. Like, Cause I thought he, he got it recently. I'm not sure. Um, but I will say this. I think what worries me as a sports fan and a huge Bruins fan, I mean, in general, we're just speaking in general, broad, um, what scares me is what if these teams start playing, right? Are we're getting close to, you know, phase three where all teams are practicing together and phase four is when they could start the tournament, as we so called it. Um, what if some of these players start breaking out and get COVID-19? And are we going to just see a halt again?
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that in terms of – that person, whoever that was, got coronavirus, that, that's not going to change anything, I don't think, because I think you expect a couple guys to get it, it's just for the uh, point where you can't um, have a breakout, and how you, how you combat that, there, I mean, there's no one, one word answer for this, but um, you test them every other day whatever it is and then if they show any symptoms they got to get quarantined and they can't you know practice with the team i think that's just the way you're gonna do it and i think you gotta know that these guys are the top athletes in the world and the guys in the best shape and the chances of them dying from it or even getting sick from it like deathly ill from it is super low so even if they had it they could still be asymptomatic which is a good possibility
2: I want to add on to that though that if you get it, they're saying that you could be contagious for up to two months. So I don't know. I thought he actually already had it. Um, but I still had it. I didn't know he was cured of it. So, but I mean, it depends how long ago he had it. Like, is he still contagious after a couple after 14 days? Because that yeah. was the original thought. But now they're saying you can be contagious up to two months.
3: The other thing, the other thing I brought up, be, I brought up on this podcast before about this whole like corona thing is these guys are going to be quarantined together they are there's 30 of them and they are like family you know they see each other they're going to see each other all the time be with each other all the time so eventually they're not you know they're not going to get sick from it because it's you don't go in and you're not worried about hanging with your family because you're worried about getting coronavirus it's because you see them all the time so you're kind of you're just together and you're not worried about that stuff because that stuff can't happen.
2: I just I'm just afraid with the the whole quarantining with everyone together that if one person has it and there it's really true that you can be contagious for two months, like that's goes to start everyone, like, you know. So I mean I know that then the you have no the team, losses.
0: then you have no team, and then what? <laughs> and then
2: with the if and then let's say I mean this is getting like what else? But let's say the uh, NHL they can't they can't have their season now because the whole league is contaminated. Now does the NBA MLB do they take a second look and be like, well hold up, how do we? How do like? Is this really right? Like, should we should we be doing this? So then it, you know, I think sp- that
0: does happen. I think that does happen. That's scary because then it's like, now you're on hold again. And then I think if that if that happens and that um, that's what we see. I don't I don't think I think the season's done. I don't think you He's try to re to reamp it.
3: Yeah, you don't you write it off right then and there. Yeah, because then because if you keep pushing it, you, you can't push it yeah. any more than it is because you'd be affecting next season. You're already affecting
2: next season. I mean, look at the NBA. Um, I don't know the NHL schedule, but the NBA has literally exact dates. They have October 17th is the latest possible date for Game 7 of the NBA Finals. October 17th, can we talk about that for a second? October, the Finals. We're supposed to be starting in October. Then a couple days later, I believe you have the lottery, and then a couple days after that, you have the drafts, which is already crazy because usually, usually with the lottery, it's like – is in mid-May, and then the draft is like end of June, so you have almost a whole month to prepare for the draft. Now you're going to have a couple days. Then on top of that, you're going to have training camp, I think middle of November, so the players are only getting like a month off. And then mid-November, I think December 1st is when they're going to start. So, I mean, you're already two months
0: behind at that point.
2: I mean, it so, just looks almost, like you're going to have LeBron taking just, a lot
3: of load management days.
0: You have you look at it, though, I don't think they need much time off because I look at this as the off season right now. Right. You know what I mean? We haven't played what in three months. Uh, they're not going to end up playing until end of July, earliest possible date, right? Yeah. So you look at that and you go, okay, four or five months off. That's what the off season is, right? June to July, August, September, October. So a little longer than the off season. They're having their off season right now. So you you basically going to end the season, like you said, have the lottery and draft. Maybe you know. A month of training camp, and you sort of go right into the next season, which is going to be shortened. So
3: we got we got to think about real quick though. The month of September, the middle to the end of the month of September, is going to be so good yeah. because we're going to have playoff NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and the NFL, and maybe baseball. No,
0: you're not going to have baseball. I'll baseball's, tell you that. Right now. Baseball's, not I think not baseball's baseball. done. They're voting. I think they're voting on it um, this week. And I think if it doesn't pass this week, baseball's done for the year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can, we'll can we
2: talk about baseball in one second, but just to wrap this up real quick, I hate talking about this topic with sports and Kobe because there are so many what-ifs with it. Like, okay, we could say, okay, what if that Bruins player is contagious for two months? Okay, what if he can... Ta- and then it's like, then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're talking about, like, what-ifs for, like, hours talking about this. And it happens. I mean... I was talking to people about it and we just ramble on about oh what if what if what if and it's this whole and then at the end of it you're like yeah that was stupid like there's you know there's nothing that can actually happen from it so whatever happens it's either gonna be good or really bad like there's no in the middle um so I mean it sucks but we gotta move on real quick uh to the MLB. This is a huge what if speaking of what ifs uh the MLB is reportedly the commissioner uh, Rob Manfield he um, supposedly has a letter from the Yankees that was talking about sign-stealing, and he was covering up their tracks. And I just wanted – so I just looked it up real quick. Raw Manfield is from Rome, New York. So he has to be a Yankees fan, right? We'll just say that he has to be a Yankees fan if you're from New York. So did he really cover up the tracks
0: of the Yankees? If he like, did, he's out. That's he's so done. corrupt.
3: That is crazy. I mean, you're – maybe. Maybe he did, but that letter, I think – a lot of that letter from what I'm reading has already been leaked. Like they, people kn- know about it. I don't think you're going to find a lot of it and he's not going to get, if they do find anything, he's not going to um get exposed because there's like this law or something they can do and that the, they can have their names covered up. What's this that law happening? that you're it's talking so you about? I've never heard that law, but I'm, yeah, just- I'm curious this law. It's a, I, don't, I don't know if it's a lot I, I read it here I'll, I'm gonna try to pull it up. You guys can keep talking. I'll tell
2: I just I want to say this. Ron Manfield. I think that's how you say his name. I don't even know if that's how you say it. But honestly, if you did that, if you covered man up Manchild, man, right. <laughs> whatever. It is. So if you covered up the tracks of the Yankees and then you tried to put it on the Red Sox, do you know how bad that looks?
0: That like looks awful. The, the, the Red Man Sox mentality.
2: rivalry is, is crazy. It's the, the best rivalry in sports. We'll just say that, right? Yeah. So, if you already tried to take something and put it on the Red Sox, and you know, we've seen this happen before with, you know, the Patriots, you know, that somebody tries to screw the Patriots, and what do the Patriots do? It's us against them. So, if you do that, do you like, realize how, like, messed up that is? You're literally, f- like, I don't want to say framing, because I know that like, the Sox did have some stuff to do with it, I think, in the end, but you covered up one team's track and you expose another. I, that looks so I don't so care,
0: I don't care right. what Law Caden finds. You you right, expose yourself it. as a commissioner and you're you're a fraud, and no one right, will ever take not, it seriously again. It's
3: not a law, but it's a rule. It's a rule of some point of of, a, a of, some of sort. It's not it's not a law for people. It's just a rule. Um, Wait, it says rule what in the, the MLB and the court, ML- like- yeah? I don't know where it is, but it's a rule. I guess I'm I'm gonna read you. what this is from like ESPN. Um, MLB and the Yankees may submit a minimally uh, redacted version of the letter to protect the identity of the individuals mentioned by noon Eastern time on Monday as part of the proceedings in a lawsuit brought against the league by Daily Fantasy sports contestants. Um, The Yankees argue the letter would cause significant reputational injury. Uh, Judge Jed Rancoff said that in order, and the letter is not to be unsealed until June 19, so the teams have enough to make an emergency enough time to make an emergency oh appeal God. appeal so basically basically there's a rule that the let it, the names would get could get um redacted yeah redacted so you're he, they he wouldn't get in trouble anyways i mean there's going to be speculation and there's always going to be speculation because you're never going to see the names of it so he's just kind of going to have that that uh dark cloud over him but nothing's ever going to come you used to resign
2: then that's ridiculous I'm sorry. Curse. That's ridiculous.
3: Like, why should he? Re- why should he resi- re- re- resign? You're, you're never gonna know that it's him, and you're never gonna be able to prove that.
2: You're never gonna be able to prove it, but people are gonna mm-hmm. be like, "Yeah, you did it." Like, it's kind of okay, like,
3: but what? But you know how many people hate Roger Goodell, and I guarantee you, he's never gonna resign. And but
2: and okay, if Goodell, can- Goodell, as, as much of a bad commissioner he is, he has done nothing to this extreme. All the things he got the uh-huh. Patriots. With, I mean. Yeah, okay, they did it. We'll just say that. You know, they did it, okay? Like the spy Spygate, whatever. They probably did it, and he didn't frame them, okay? He didn't try to cover up anyone's track to make sure it went all on the Patriots. The Flategate, you could kind of spin that a little bit, but that's besides the point. The Literally, the MLB commissioner tried to cover up the tracks. You're never going to That's You're ridiculous. never going to be—
3: Come on. My point, my point here, you're never going to be able to prove that. So he's just going to kind of—people are still going to blame him for that. But in 10, 15, there 10 years when every, everybody's stealing signs anyway. And in 5, 10 years, all this stuff, people are going to forget about it. And um, he's not going to have to deal with it. This is just going to be a thing for maybe even a year. People are going to be like, oh, Rob Banford covered up the Yankees. But he can be like, oh, yeah, so whatever, like prove it. You won't be, nobody's going to be able to prove it. It's not a big deal.
2: If he says that, oh, I wanna say this though. If he says that, says, oh, prove it, then you, that's an automatically, you know, like, okay, you did it because if you tell me, I'll oh, prove it. Like that's saying yeah. I he's not it.
3: gonna come out and say, "I'll prove it." But like, you know what I mean? Like, but if he has an really action
2: right. like that, like, oh, this whole people thing people are me never so gonna mad. be able
3: to prove it, so he's gonna be fine.
2: I this whole thing makes me so mad because I think what ended up coming out was it, this whole. First of all, this whole thing is just mad confusing, from all aspects of it. I think what happened was that the Red Sox. I don't think they got caught with anything, right? No, they did. They did. Okay, so we ended up losing our manager for it, which just sucks. That's in a awful. second round,
3: in a second round draft pick.
2: In a second round draft pick. Okay, that sucks, right? But uh, the Yankees on the other side, they could have done it, and they're not going to lose anything. Come on.
3: No, they're gonna. They're Come gonna on. get punished for it. They're gonna get punished for it if they get There's caught. Just be no names. But no names are going to be revealed.
2: And that—that's ridiculous. So that you know whole organization sucks.
3: You know how to have all this go away and make baseball good? Juice the balls, legalize steroids, and legalize sign stealing. Because we're going to have the best baseball ever. You want to make baseball fun again? You want to make, you know, people like us here on the podcast interested in baseball again and not make it so boring? Me, hold on.
2: Don't speak for me. That would make me less interested in baseball. Let me just say that. Oh, it's that you're don't, loser, don't say but that. Ju- that would make but, less
3: but juice up the steroids. Or, you know, let the players get juiced up. Put steroids in the balls. You know what I mean. Um juice up Put the ball steroids in the ball <laughs> imagine imagine they they had ball steroids and they, they they maybe that's what they're doing when they say juice up the balls you know they're 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 putting stick uh mlb steroids in
1: the balls there is and... nothing
2: better i was gonna say this. there is nothing better than watching a low scoring game with amazing field i'll just say that if you're at fenway and you're watching a really good game with not a lot of hitting but just amazing play in the field how can you not like that come on that's like
0: have you ever been have
3: you ever been brother. to a no hitter?
2: I've only been to a handful of Sox games, so I've never I've been to, been
3: to a, I've been to a I've been to a no hitter and a one hitter. And and those those games sucked.
2: What? How can you say they sucked? That's that's was like it, a once in a lifetime opportunity us? to see
0: someone throw a no hitter. Or
2: even the a one hitter
0: sucked. sucked. Were you in Oakland or something or are you talking about like you saw us pitch
3: a no-hitter? No, I saw No, I watched a, I watched No, I watched uh No, it was a one-hitter. It was oh. um the Tigers played the Sox. Um, I would
0: put a no-hitter. That'd be cool.
3: And it was a one Yeah, no-hitters are cool, but one-hitter, two-hitters suck. Oh, yeah, there's no action. Even even five-hitters. No- so so what if everybody knew that this like you know how imp- more impressive like a like a no hitter would be then how much cooler that'd be you know these players are juicing you know the balls are juiced and you know they're stealing signs <laughs> and you can still balls. hit pit, pitch a no hitter.
2: <laughs> I don't want to see baseball illegalize steroids or juice the balls. Don't do that.
3: Um, just don't. Well, bump, they did. Please. They, the MLB. I never watched it back because obviously because I wasn't alive. But from what I hear and what I've seen, like, videos of, that game was so sick when you had Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds. Sammy and you, Sosa going and you, back. Sammy and Sammy Sosa, you had, you had all these guys juicing. And it was it just was, a, That
0: was a good, that
2: was it, good.
3: You know, back, that's what back we need to bring early early back to grow the sport down. because people love the long ball, dude.
2: Caden, Caden is around right now of, like, a uh, a drug dealer. He's like, "Yep, yeah, you need to take this and everything will be fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't agree with that at all. I like baseball how it is. If you don't like it, then you don't like baseball. That's my opinion.
3: Well, you know what? You know why? You know what? Then the sport's gonna die because I um because th- there's a younger generation and people don't ex- don't um enjoy that enjoy that stuff. Listen, my sister I think is a great example with this here. She is not a sports fan at all. Like she like whatever because you know we'll watch sports. Sports will always be on in the house, and she she plays soccer and stuff, but she doesn't. She doesn't really watch sports. And um, she said, I'll watch football, right? So she'll sit down with us occasionally and watch football. And I said, you know, Kendall, why would you watch football? She said, because it's oh, there's always action. And the reason why I won't watch a baseball game is because it's four hours and there isn't always action. And she said, if there was, then I would. I would love to go to baseball games.
0: She definitely but, doesn't watch golf or –
3: Oh no, she all. hate, Oh my god, you should. She's pretty athletic and you should watch her play golf. It's hilarious. But, anyways, that so for this younger generation, we need to have that stuff. We need to have more action. This girl will sit down with us and watch, watch football a little bit, but she won't watch baseball because there's not action. So, what do we do? We juice the balls, we legalize steroids, and you get more action. And the legalizing game will grow that steroids,
2: way. Though, like, I could see juicing the balls, but legalizing steroids just seems like such, like a, such like a legal problem. In How it's le- they're legal everywhere else? Yeah, but it just seems like such a big thing where it'd be like, like you could literally just say, "Oh, you're only good because you you're juiced," like because you juiced up. Like, people
3: say the same thing about Barry Bonds. People say the same thing about Mark McGuire. This was yes, like,
2: and it's it's put a tint on their uh, their careers. And also, isn't there someone too where they can't be inducted to the Hall of
0: Fame because they use steroids? Yeah, so I don't like that. know. I don't know if there's a rule, but
3: I mean, you basically won't. But it's le. But but if it's legal they would be able to because everybody's doing them it's a, and it's the same thing it could be the same thing like right now nobody's taking steroids so it's the same game if they legalize steroids everybody's taking them so everybody has the same advantage like it's not like one person had the same a, a, an advantage like 20 years ago
2: i don't know it's just doing steroids just sound like sketchy to me i don't know like, what do you think
0: I mean, I'm up for more action. I think um, there's a lot of stuff that you know. It's definitely a pitching game now, um, but I think you just need to have a baseball season first before anything. Yes, yeah, That's that's how baseball's dying. See, is see not
3: Lane, L- Lane, like is is a younger guy. You know, one of us, the the the, gener- the kind of the people, younger people of the world here. And he said, "I want more action." So, how do you get more action? You do all the things I said. Put steroids
0: man. in the balls. Yep,
3: yeah, <laughs> steroids in the balls.
0: But then it's like it turns into okay,
2: who can hit the most home runs? Who can uh, like it doesn't turn into any skill at that point because anyone can take steroids and hit a ball. It Look, I love, I love I would watching like
3: Jake, baseball. I would like you to, if the I would Yankees
0: like, lose, then I'm happy.
3: G- Jake, I would like to see you take a 95 mile per hour fastball, juice up as much as you want, take a 95 mile per hour fastball, and hit 400 feet. I guarantee you couldn't do it. If I'm juiced up, I most certainly could. There's no oh way. Oh my, you're ridiculous. You juice your mind <laughs> out, dude. You're never gonna hit a 95 mile per hour fastball right down gotta, the middle. you gotta
2: you gotta feet. work at that. You gotta work at that. But what I'm saying is that any of those mildly players, like it, it turns into like, like perfect guys who are like, oh, that guy's amazing in the field, but he sucks at hitting. Or that you have guys like, uh, take David Ortiz table. That, one of the best hitters to ever play the game. Really good hitter, right? But sucked in the field. So then if you juice up him, it takes away that thing where it's like, okay, now he's just good in everything. It's like it's but like you went on 2K. It's anyways. like you went on 2K and went on like the overall stats and just put everything up to 99
3: and you just yeah. have a move the sliders around. But that I makes it know. fun. That makes it fun and because I just think cuz if everybody was doing it and everybody was using them, it would be respected and you know, cuz even so, you think when they won, when the Sox won the World Series in in twenty thirteen, um, that was, was a great always, year. There was always, and there will ever be, speculation of David Ortiz using steroids during that era, or that you know that that time. He he probably was, to be honest. You know, you're you're at the end of your career, and all of a sudden you bat five hundred in the playoffs. Like, there's no doubt he was using steroids. And yeah, but the drug that, came
2: back fine. So. Can't really. what? Okay, this goes right back to the point before. This goes right back to your point before that you can always say, oh, yeah, he did it, but, you know, with a letter. You know, he did it, but you can't prove it. That goes exactly back to that point. And that's but why MLB still, is dying. Right? Not like, because of the no action, but because of little stuff like that. I don't know. That's, that's just my take on it. We just need to juice the balls, dude. Final take, MLB is dying, and something needs to be done. I
3: mean, yeah, you know, juice the balls.
2: Juice ball. Uh, we just need baseball back. Let's just start there. Before we choose up the balls, let's just get people on the diamond to start playing <laughs> because that's the problem with baseball right now is that nobody's playing and that the Players Association and the league are on two completely different pages. They're talking One, you know, about the not
3: making ball. money. They're talking about not making money. Then you can have an underground uh, black market there and you, you the players can become drug dealers on the side. All right, this is getting okay. ridiculous.
2: It is all talk about drugging up the players and now they're selling it. But guys, uh, thanks for watching uh, the Boss Power. Make sure you guys check us out on Instagram at the Boss Power Hour, at Masters Lane One Eighty Two, Caden underscore Bode, and Boss Sports Center Six One Seven. And I mean, I'm sure you guys all know who he is, but make sure you check out GID on Instagram, Green Run Steve. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows who GID is. Oh, like, follow, definitely give him a follow.
3: Um, leave a review and subscribe to our podcast on Apple. Uh, That'll make the our our whatever it's called. I don't know, Jake knows this these words better than I do, but like the algorithm or something go up. So uh yeah, make sure you leave a review and a like or follow. Five. Five stars, yeah. Five stars. And um, um, we'll uh maybe maybe in the in the um in, in the near future we'll do like a giveaway or something. Do a um a you know leave a review or whatever, subscribe and then We'll, you know, get picked out of a hat or whatever it is.
2: Not the end of the hat, though. Not the end of the hat. We'll oh, no,
0: no. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching. i will see you guys next week.